Welcome to the Girl CEO Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. My name is Ronnie Brown, and I'm the author of Amazon's best-selling book, From Mopping Floors to Making Millions, and was once a teen mom turned millionaire business mentor. I created my Girl CEO community for women like you. Girl CEO, you are a trailblazer, a creative, an innovator, a boss, and a woman who knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we uncover what it truly takes to be your own boss and become a successful girl CEO. And don't worry, sis, I got you. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me on this new live. Today, I'm actually talking to Ronnie Brown. She is a CEO of Girl CEO Inc. She's a branding expert, a professional speaker, author, mentor. And honestly, we were just DMing the other day and we were like, let's just hop on a live and talk about how girl CEOs can maintain during COVID-19. So we are giving you a Friday treat. And here's Ronnie. Hey. Hi, gorgeous. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited this came together. Are you able to save and download on your end, Claire? Yeah, I'm going to save and download. Okay, perfect. I'm going to make sure the people get what they need. <laughs> All right. Because I know that this conversation is one that I'm going to learn a lot from, and the people who are following, both you and I are going to learn a lot from. And I actually watched your live that you did for Karen Civil for Live Civil, and I love all of those tips about Instagram and how to build engagement. But before I launch into that, how about for those who might not know who you are, can you tell everyone who you are and what you do? Perfect. So welcome, everyone. Nice to meet you guys virtually. My name is Ronnie Brown. I'm a full-time mom of four, and my specialty is branding and really helping women uh, launch their businesses online. I've spent the last 10 years of my life really pouring into women, really helping them grow their businesses, really assisting them with finding their voices, being more authentic uh, to themselves, and really learning how to organically uh, grow their community and their tribe on social media through being themselves. And I created Girl CEO Inc. If you guys are not familiar with Girl CEO Inc., it is the playground for female entrepreneurs. So I definitely suggest you guys check it out if you haven't. It is a place to be, but uh, it's literally a membership community for women in business. And we teach and empower women on ways to grow their businesses in a community atmosphere. We all win together. So that's pretty much what it is. Okay, I'm pinning your, your name and your company to the bottom. So what I love about your brand is that you really do give back. You give people the true tea, the advice that they need, <laughs> the, true tea. the tool they need to succeed. And of course, now we're in the midst of a pandemic and a lot of us are looking online to scale our business to continue our business so really what we're going to talk about today is how do people maintain how do they grow how do they shift and pivot in this unprecedented time yeah you know for me I really think that I have a different way of thinking I think that we really have to understand the power of our thoughts and we have to understand and know that we have a choice. We have a choice to see things in a negative light and we have an opportunity to see things in a positive light. And based on how we choose to see them, it will determine the success or the effect that those things have on us. So for me, the pandemic happened. Uh, it was something I would have never expected to see ever. I feel like 
I'm in a freaking movie right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. But you know what I said? I said, I have not sat in my home and just processed life, spend time with my children every single day, all day, in a very long time. So I wanted to really look at the positive in this situation more than anything. Right. So right. for me, it was really about making sure that I was focused on the good in this situation versus the bad in the situation. Right. Because it's really, really easy for us to just think about the negative things and right. the things that are going on that, you know, aren't really helping us. So right. what did I do? I thought about creative ways to make the best out of every situation. And I think that's the first thing that I would encourage all of these women and all of these viewers to do is you can sit around and complain about what's going on or you can figure out how to make the best out of the situation yeah you can get busy and something that i was speaking about with arian simone a couple weeks ago is just about changing your mindset and the importance of changing your mindset and starting each day with the affirmation for example and i mean we have to watch the news to keep updated with the information but you know trying to to stay away from as much negativity as possible what are some, some tips that you use well i think that for me i believe that what we consume becomes our reality mm -hmm. and that's the biggest thing for me what are we consuming right now i believe that if you think and you focus and you meditate and you listen to negativity that becomes your life if right. you think and you focus and you meditate on positivity and prosperity and growth and personal development, then that becomes your life, right? right. So yeah. for me, I'm constantly really feeding myself positivity. And what does that look like? That looks like me listening to podcasts. That really looks like me listening to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. That looks like me getting up in the morning and determining what my day is going to look like. Am I going to do exercise? Am I going to drink my smoothie? Am I going to work out? Am I going to listen mm -hmm. to positive things? That's my routine. So the first thing that I would say is that we have to make sure that we are protecting our energy by really filtering what we allow to come into our minds. They say the boat doesn't sink unless the water gets in. Mm -hmm. Right? So if we listening to a bunch of depressing, negative, the world is crashing, girl, your business is about to be done type of information, then we're going to be running around here thinking the world is crashing, our business is about to be done, everything is sinking, go, if you're an entrepreneur, run back and get a job because it's over for you. That's the mindset that you want to have. So the first thing that I would say is be careful what you listen to and be careful what you consume. Yeah. So I definitely agree. I'm like TD Jakes all day long. Joel Austin all day long. Brian Tracy is another great guy that I listen to on YouTube. Who are some of the people that you, um, programs you listen to or that you, oh, you enjoy? So for me, I'm really getting back to reading. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading. Really <laughs> I know many I'm people like. don't do that anymore, but I do love audiobooks. So Audible is one of my favorite things right now. I am rereading a book I read before because I always say if you read something, you want to read it twice because the first time you don't really get that much out of it or you kind of skip over a lot of things because you're really anxious so I'm reading a book called Selling Boldly and it really um, is a really good book for people who 
head businesses who are constantly sabotaging themselves, who feel uncomfortable about sales, promoting themselves and putting themselves out there. This is the perfect book for that person. So it just talks about how to sell, how to build relationships, how to not be ashamed in your selling, how to be confident, um, how to not sabotage yourself and put yourself in a space where you feel like you're bothering people. It's a really great book. Okay. I'll definitely check it out. A book that I recently read, and I read it in probably a day because it was that good, was Girl Boss by Sophia Amoruso. Yeah. And I know that that's been out for so long. Yeah, that's an old one. But I saw her on um, Arian Simone's Live and I was inspired. So I checked out her book. So that was really good. And so I want to talk about concrete tips that people can use right now to build engagement to drive sales. You talked about promoting yourself and not being ashamed of that. That's definitely something that I had to overcome yeah. <laughs> myself. <laughs> because uh, I went through this period as you're well aware where a lot of people know about it back in 2018 where our main Instagram was offline and I had to turn into a brand ambassador and really put myself out there and there was some hesitation on my part because I didn't want to seem quote-unquote thirsty I guess but at the end of the day I had to just think about what I wanted to do with my business and how I wanted to survive and bring in revenue and income so I know you had some really great tips on the Live Civil podcast so if you could share a few with us today that would be great yeah for sure the first thing that I would say is get away from motivation and become attracted to actual self-help and strategy mm -hmm. uh, for me when it comes to educating myself and following different people and influencers I'm really past the motivational stage in my life and mm -hmm. I believe that my income started to really increase when I got past needing motivation and I became more more attracted to actual direction and strategy and implementation motivation is great but it's nothing worse than being a fool on fire right if you can be motivated, but if you don't have direction, if you don't have strategy, if you don't know what to do, you'll waste a lot of time getting pumped up, not knowing where to go. So for me, I personally would say that right now, if you want to grow and build your business, you need to look for strategy-driven mentors who teach strategy, not people who are online saying, keep going, keep pushing. We want to get away from that and get more into, well, this is how you build your funnel out. Well, this is how you create your email list. Well, this is how you actually automate your business. This is the steps that you take to build a community. I, I always tell people motivation will just get you to the door. But in right. order for you to really grow and for you to scale your business, you have to have strategy and you have to have a clear understanding of the systems and the steps that you need to take. So that's the first thing I would say. Another thing I would say is to do collaborations with people who are on your same page level and can bring the same amount of value that you bring. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have to know and understand that our data is the most important thing that we have. And I want to say this to all of my sisters, all my girl CEOs on this live. Yes. You all have to know that your followers, your followers are all you have. Your email list, it is all you have, okay? Your data is all you have. And we've spent years giving our data away and these companies collecting our data from people who are logging onto these platforms to come and see us and hear us and get on these lives with us, not really understanding the value of our information and the emails and the phone numbers. And companies have been able to leverage us for so many years, right? Right, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So with that being said, right now, everyone's trying to collaborate. But the message that I'm putting out to my sisters, my girl CEOs, what I'm really reminding them is that they have value and that their list is the most valuable thing that they have. So right now, a lot of people are using collaboration efforts to build and grow their list. Mm -hmm. Not a problem, but make sure that it's beneficial on both sides, right? Yeah. If you have 500, you have a list of 500, you have 500 followers and you're trying to build your community, the first thing you should probably do is start with targeting and reaching out to people who have the same list size or following size as you. You with 500 followers, how is that really going to grow the opposite platform right if someone right. has 500,000 we want to make sure that we are doing relationships we are doing business opportunities where two people are equally yoked we talk about being equally yoked in relationships business all right yes. I have tons of women that I've coached and I work with in my program and they've been bamboozled and they've been uh say hey come and speak at this event or come and do this collaboration and the next thing you know someone is entering all other people are entering their emails and email addresses and then their list is being retargeted or their list is being shared or they don't realize that someone is reselling to their list so we have to understand the game it's okay to collaborate but make sure that if you're collaborating with someone wherever you are driving your traffic they're going to drive the traffic back to you or you guys are going to share the emails you guys are going to share the data it has to be a win-win on both sides so that's another really great thing collaborating with people who are as equally influential as you are yeah and I love to collaborate I'm all about collaboration over competition I really do believe that there's space out there for everybody to shine and thrive and we all have our distinct talents that we can add to the discourse so I'm glad we were able to collaborate today so let's talk about the nitty-gritty of building engagement on your page right because for, sure. for me when the pandemic first happened I was like okay I guess I'm gonna just post a bunch of TBTs because I'm just in my living room I don't you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything. You had some really great tangible tips about engagement yeah. and the types of posts that people should post. And even for people who might have a e-commerce store, like what sorts of posts they can post to build engagement to get to that the explore page. So can you share a few tips about that? Yeah, for sure. So let me just say this. Often we're so focused on the sale and creating the um the income, right? Hey, Nicole, I just realized Nicole was on here. Hey, sis. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is we're really focused on making the money. Everyone is very result-driven these days. Y'all know how we are. We want to make our dollars. We want to get to our coins. Listen, drop an emoji in the chat. If you want to make your money and you want to get to your coins, I'm 100% there with you and I understand it. But what I will say is I like to take a step back just from being strictly money-driven and making the coins. And I think that right now the best type of content that we can put out there is live content like this, right? Mm -hmm. Often it is dropping the sale, coming online when we're having a sale, coming online when we're launching a new product. And mm -hmm. if you study the people that you follow, you will see the trends of people showing up when it's time to get paid, right? Right. And yeah. that's not how we build long lasting relationships with our followers and with the people who are actually watching us. 
I don't want to just see you when you're about to do a 50% off sale. I don't want to just see you when you're launching a new product and you want me to come and buy it. I want to be nurtured, right? I'm like the girl that's like, babe, you're going to have to date me. You got to date me a little bit before anything. We're not doing a Netflix and chill night. You have to build a community, right? You have to build a relationship beyond Exactly. It's like, I want to go out to eat. I want to go to the movies. I want you to take me to the park. I want to do a picnic. You're mm -hmm. going to have to give me a little more. You're not just going to try to go for the kill on the first night. I'm not that kind of girl. So yes. ladies, you have to have the same relationship when it comes to your audience. I'm glad that you launched that new product. But when I start to see that I only see you when there's a product launch coming, or you're only showing up when you're trying to get me to buy into your new thing, I'm mm -hmm. really not interested. It's kind of like dating that dude who only calls you at three o'clock in the morning but he never wants to take your ass anywhere uh, no. i'm not interested <laughs> so, I see in here. <laughs> so i think the biggest thing that i will say is use this time to connect and build a relationship with your audience the sale is the last thing that we need to be focused on you know i need yes. you to i need to get to know you and the truth is a lot of people don't take the time to get to know their audience, but most importantly, allow their audience to get to know them. It's just buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. Why do I want to buy from you? Yeah. Marketing is changing. It's changing and people aren't buying products anymore. People are buying people. You know, you look at some of the most successful women that are winning right now and you see them as, okay, how is this happening for them? I, I'll use a supercent as an example. Love her authenticity. Love how she spends time with her audience. Love how she's genuine. Love how she connects. Uh, Judy as well. You know, she messaged me one day and was like, hey, love what you're doing. Just a very approachable person. Very down to earth genuine women mm -hmm. and we have to get back to relationship building i want to feel like i'm in your kitchen so yeah. when i'm watching people i want to know that i can relate to you we can laugh it's not always a sales pitch it's mm -hmm. not always this is what's coming we can yeah. just laugh about some old stories so right now i think the time it's time for you to do a little more face-to-face -face yeah. and spend some time with me without trying to just go for the kill, which is to sell, date me, romance me, romance take me you. out, take me on the <laughs> journey with you. Where are we going today? You I want to it. You deserve it. Give but me a little bit of that. <laughs> something that, that I noticed on my page and something that you mentioned as well, a lot of times I just focus on the fashion because that's what I do, right? But I noticed that when I post inspirational content, content quotes that works really well also when you talk about your backstory because a lot of people are introduced to us right now and they didn't see us 10 years ago when we were <laughs> you know broken didn't have trying to figure brains, it out trying to figure it out so so telling people your story and also something that i love about what you do is that you teach people and you teach people at no cost, you give away information, you give away that game. And I feel like that's really inspirational. So can you talk a little bit about, about that and how you deliver, I guess, diverse content to, yeah. to your followers? I like to mix my personal page up, right? Okay. My company page is Girl CEO. I'm actually also in the process of starting a beauty and wellness line right now. But on my personal page, I love it to be just me, just my authentic self. I want to laugh. I want to cook. 
I want to be a mom. I want to freaking talk business. I want to relax. I want to show people the real side of my life, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really, really important. Storytelling is really, really cool because it gives people the opportunity to see the progress and to see the transformation happen. We are at a space where we see a lot of people talking about success once they experience success. And often when I listen to people talk about success, they're always talking about money, right? Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. always talking about their big house. They're talking about their big car or they're talking about their numbers or how much they've made. And that's cute because when you just start making money, that still impresses you. But there's another side of success that people don't really talk about. And that's why I really like to give the behind the scenes. And that's the battle, right? Right. That's the the evolution. That's the depression. That's you losing friends that were really close to you. You not getting the response from people that you expect expect you not really being confident in yourself you realizing that you're outgrowing people hell you also wake up one day and you change and you're a different person and you're no longer the person that you were five years ago and how does this work when you made this money you're living a different life no one is preparing you and getting you ready for the psychological trauma that you have to deal with as you evolve and your income changes and you no longer want to hang around people who are talking about bullshit you want to get around some friends and some women that can talk about the psychological battle of this person no longer serves me no Mm -hmm. one prepares you for cutting off friendships that no longer serve you once you become successful people no longer prepare you or talk about when you wake up and you're a seven or eight figure earner or a six figure earner and the person that you were dating when you were 22 you're no longer attracted to that person because your attraction has changed from physical to intellectual right right Mm -hmm. this is the stuff that no one's really talking about that comes with success because exposure as you are exposed to more in life you become more anxious to seek more wisdom and what's attracted to you and what's interesting to you it changes So, you know, I think that for me on my page, I want to be able to, you know, some people say like, gosh, you talk a lot of things about people changing and not getting support and your story and not having the confidence on launching this product because you didn't have the packaging and all the stuff. I talk about that, but I talk about the mental state that you, that you have to kind of go through and Sometimes you've known someone for 20 years. Yes, Nicole, you've known someone for 20 years and you feel obligated, right? Or you've known them for 10 years and you're like, man, how do I pull back from this? Do I be true to who I am and accept that I've grown, accept that I've changed, right? Or do I continue to stay around these same brands? Or do I continue to stay with the same man? Or do I leave my old friends behind, right? We need to talk about this kind of stuff. Claire, you've evolved. Your friendships have had to evolve as well. There has been a total mindset shift for me. The person that started Fashion Bomb Daily is not, I am not that same person from a positivity outlook, from the people that I keep around me, from me just saying no to negativity a thousand percent and making sure that people who come into my life honor and respect that. There's so much discipline that goes into being an entrepreneur that we don't talk about. There's so much sacrifice. There's a lot of alone time too. Oh <laughs> you have to, because you have to, you're on a certain wavelength and maybe other people don't 
understand you or they don't feel you on that they don't understand why you're like no i can't go out and drink right now i'm no i'm trying to hire you know what i'm saying yeah and how that causes enemies right it goes from something that i also learned because everyone now i talk to women and they come to me for coaching and they come to me because they want to start these businesses everyone comes to me when it comes to launching a business effectively online and the first thing that i ask them is what is your goal the first thing that they say to me take a wild guess guess what their goal is claire make money become a millionaire oh become a millionaire yeah mm-hmm. Be- mm-hmm. become a millionaire everybody <laughs> wants to become a millionaire Do you have the mental capacity to process, take, understand, go through everything that comes with being a millionaire? You want to be a millionaire, but do you want to be there when your friends start changing on you? You want to be a millionaire when the person that was around you for 10 years or you bought in your home or around your kids and about around your family, when that person starts gossiping about you because your growth is making them uncomfortable? Yeah. Or you want to be a millionaire, but what about when you outgrow the person that you're with because they're not the same as you? They don't want the things that you want. Well, what about when your friend gets jealous or competitive or comparative because that comes with being a millionaire as well what about when you wake up and you're 32 or 33 and you realize that you didn't even really know who you were and you have to learn to get to know yourself you ever anybody ever take the time to get to know themselves well now we have a lot of time to get to know ourselves (laughs) (laughs) and to dig deep into that but i want to talk about you have a new book it's called from mopping floors to making millions yeah let's talk about that journey Take me from the mopping floors. Talk about a little how you got started. Well, that's my last book. It's really not new. It's about two years old. But I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay because people are still buying my book from mopping floors to making millions like it's a new book. So thank God for that. Thank God for that. But you have a book. Not new. (laughs) Yeah. My people are like, hold on. You got a new book you didn't tell us about? Sorry, I saw it on your your feed. So I was It's okay. So my book is called From Mopping Floors to Making Millions. And it really just talks about my story from going to a janitor and growing up in the projects. You know, I grew up in the projects, Northeast DC. Um, I had three children by the time I was 25. Um, I grew up in a crack house. Everybody around my neighborhood was either a drug dealer, a hustler. That was the environment that I really grew up around. And because I had kids so young, a lot of people had counted me out, right? And they told me that I wouldn't be anything. I didn't go to college. So that's all I knew was what I saw. I was really determined to change my life around and change the trajectory of my life. And I did that through sales. You know, I watched the guys in my neighborhood hustle every day and I took what I saw them do and I applied that to business. And I started selling products and making handmade products in my house after getting fired from my job. And I said, you know what? I'm going to change my life around. I'm going to do something different. And that's what I did. But I struggled for a very long time in doing that. Believe it or not, if you guys go to my profile and you look at my profile, I've been on social media I've been on Instagram since 2011 so I've been building my social media presence on Instagram since 2011 and I got on Facebook back in about 2009 so it's been a very very long journey so in that book I talk a little bit about my story but because I don't like motivational stuff (laughs) my book is my story but the actual steps that I took to grow my social media following so in the book I talk about how I 
do with my profile, how I engage with my audience, how you should set your page up, just some different things to really help you monetize social media. And I talk about how I went from being a janitor. I worked at Georgetown University Hospital mopping floors, cleaning poop out of toilets, dumping trash, totally embarrassed of my freaking career. You know, it's so funny. I was telling somebody, I used to wear the smocks, right? You know how everyone that works in the medical field, they wear the, the smocks. And yeah. for me, I used to lie to the dudes on the bus and say I was a medical assistant and a nurse. But the whole time I asked for housekeeping, okay? It's like, no, you're a janitor, wow. actually. But I was yeah. so ashamed of that season of my life. It made me work really, really hard to get out of that position. So my book talks about just building a business and saving your money and using Instagram and how I transition out of that season of my life to learning how to sell products, making seven figures on the internet, then deciding that, hey, I don't even want to sell products for anyone else anymore. I want to ownership and I want to make money and I want to use the income that I'm making to benefit people that look like me and build my community and help other African-American women uh, learn to own their own businesses and break those generational curses. So my book is yeah. definitely something you guys want to check out and take the time to read it and implement I'm gonna it. I'm going to read that next time I read it. <laughs> okay, Claire. What was that moment that were that shift? where you were like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not for me. And I want better for myself. For me, that moment was when I was sleeping on a tub in Paris. A lot of people know about this story. I decided to pick up, quit my job. I didn't save any money, had terrible spending habits, but just got down to this point where I was basically homeless. Yeah. And I knew that I didn't want to ever go back there. And I also looked around at the fashion industry and I knew that there was a way that people were making money and I just had to figure it out. But I think that was kind of my rock bottom and then from there I was just like okay let me just creative and think about different ways that I can make a profit off of my creativity so what was that moment for you and how did you shift what was so, like a few things you did to shift so for me I think that we have three pivotal seasons in our lives first pivotal season is I'm down I'm broke I'm going to show people that my life can change, right? And I'm going to show them that I can do this. That's the first pivotal moment. The second pivotal moment is I want to make a million dollars. It's normally like a financial goal that you set for yourself and you want to make a certain amount of money, right? And then you make that certain amount of money and it's cool. It's like, oh, you made a million dollars, you know? I remember when I started my business, this is probably uh, when I learned to sell products online, it was probably 2012, 2013. So I made a million dollars within the first 14 months of me learning how to use social media and sell products. And then it was like, okay, I worked this hard within almost 14 to 15 months. I made the million dollars. And it's like, okay, now what? And then the third pivot. And the third pivot is when you make the money and you focus on, okay, well, what can I do next? And that's normally when you focus on giving back when it focuses on the charity, when you're focused on making a difference in the lives of other people. So I think my first pivotal moment, and I call it like, we call it our aha moment when things kind of really change, was yeah. when I was late for work and I was pregnant and I was completely broke. When I tell you I was broke as hell, Claire, I was broke as hell. The mm -hmm. tags on my car was dead. 
I couldn't get them reinstated because I could not pay for the tickets that I had on my car. My mm -hmm. radio didn't even work in my car. I was driving a broke down Saab and I was working at a call center for Kaiser Permanente. And it literally took me about an hour and a half to get to work every day. But because they paid me $15 an hour, I needed that income because I had a son already and I was pregnant with my second kid. I was probably about eight to nine months pregnant and I got to my job and I was about three minutes late as a pregnant woman. And I had a supervisor who was a Caucasian woman who was very, very pushy when it came to me and the other women that were kind of working in the call center. Y'all know how it is when you work with a woman who wants to flex their authority. It can become a very depressing environment to go to work to. Anyway, I was three minutes late for work. Mind you, I'm eight, nine months pregnant. And it's around holiday time. And I get there and she calls me in the office and she tells me, that because I was three minutes late, they had to let me go. Wow. And I was so desperate in mm. this season of my life. I mean, the level of desperation. You think back if on moments in your life where you truly don't know your value, right? And when you don't really know your value, you get to a space where you believe anything is whatever you have at that moment that is possible for you. You don't realize that there's so much more. So she told me that they had to let me go. And I will never forget, I dropped down on my knees, on my knees, pregnant. <sighs> and I begged this white woman, beg on my knees. Can you please, 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 just begging her. And she looked at me and I said, please give me this job. I need to keep this job. I need to keep this job. I have a son. I really need this. I'm about to have a baby. I have bills to pay. I can't lose this job. I have to pay my rent. Right. And I cried and I begged her. And she told me, okay, I'll give you another chance. And I got up. And I went to my little desk and I clocked in and I worked the whole day. Right. And I worked my best. It's like when you're about to lose something, you give it your all, right? Mm -hmm. And I worked the whole day. And at the end of the day, she called me in the office and she said, you know, we had to have a change of heart. We're going to have to let you go. What? And I thought to myself, honestly, I said, what the hell is happening in my life right now? I was in shambles. I would mm -hmm. never forget this day. And I got in my car and I cried my eyeballs out and I rode home. I had just moved into a new condo and, mm -hmm. I, cried, and I, I cried and I cried and I cried. I cried my eyeballs out, okay? And as I was driving, I told myself, I told myself, I said, I will never allow this to happen to me again, all right? Never again. I said, never again will I allow someone to have this much control over my income. And you know, when you riding in silence because your radio doesn't work, when, you, mm. when you're in silence, there's every thought that goes through your head. And I was beating myself up. I was telling myself that I was done, that my life was just completely about to go down because I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. And every thought that went in my head could possibly go in my head that was negative that day. And I got home, Claire, and I got myself together because you know you're a mom, so you got to get your shit together before you come in the house because you don't want your kids to see you all screwed up and crying. So you put your fake smile on and mm -hmm. you sit there and you're like, hey guys, and my kids are like, what are you doing home early? Mm -hmm. Mom, you're home early. Where you going? Where you been? And I'm like, hey y'all, well, mommy's going to be home a little more now. Mm -hmm. And... 
I looked in my children's eyes that day. I will never forget. I looked at my son and my sister was over my house. She was watching my son for me. And I said to myself, I said, this is going to be the last time that anyone has 100% control over my income. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the last time. I started looking around my house. One of my mentors told me years ago, she said, you ever want to start a business? Look at what you spend 90% of your income on, right? She said, take a look around. Look at you, Claire. You're into fashion. So I'm so glad that you started Fashion with Fashion Bomb Daily, right? Not just showing other people looking fly, but shit, you finally said, I'm going to do something too. And I'm going to tap into where my passion lies, okay? Right. Mm -hmm. Right? And I looked around my house, and that's all I saw was beauty, products, candles, all this stuff, all beauty. And I said, you know what? I'm selling beauty. That's what I'm going in. Candles. Mm -hmm. And I went online, Google University, because I did not go to college, guys. I do not have a college degree. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go. I started. I dropped out because I had a son. And I had to choose between college or making income to take care of the little baby that I had. That is now my son is here. He's My son will be 20 years old. I had him. I got pregnant at 15, and I had him at 16 years old. And I said, all right, that's what I'm doing. I started going on Google, looked up supplies, started hand-making products in my house. I was pouring candles. I was broke, but I had $300, about two to $300 to my name, and I was waiting for unemployment because I had filed for the unemployment as soon as I got home, all right? right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. guess what? I couldn't even afford a website player. So that's what I did. I'm about to take y'all way back. Y'all remember when PayPal used to have those little PayPal buttons and you could create the button and you could copy and paste the button wherever you want? I got on Facebook and I started pasting all these PayPal buttons. And people, I was asking people for their feedback. I started interviewing my audience. What do you think? What do you like? What kind of fragrance should I make with these candles? What kind of makeup do you like? Girl, I was making handmade makeup, mineral makeup, and people were buying it and they were supporting me. Claire, and that was the start of my life. And I always told myself, even to this day, I will never forget me being down on my knees, begging someone, begging. That was the lowest. If you ask me what was the lowest point in my life, that was the lowest point in my life. That was the first aha moment in my life. The Mm -hmm. second aha moment was after I made millions and millions of dollars working and selling products for another company and then waking up and realizing that I had the power to do the same thing for myself. And that's what I'm doing right now. That's a beautiful story. Like it almost drove me to do like that. That is such an amazing, amazing testimony. And I am so grateful that you've shared that with us because I think a lot of people are probably in a similar situation. And myself, I remember I was working at a magazine and just wasn't getting to where I wanted to go. I just felt like I had hit a plateau. And I realized in order to get ahead at this magazine, I, you know, it's all political. A lot of it is political. It's not about your work. Very political. It's not about your talent sometimes. It's about who likes you. Who are you going around? And are you smiling? Are you saying how you doing? And for me, I've never been that type of person. And I realized I was like, these people are determining my destiny. What kind of house I can live in. What kind of car I can drive. Just based off of their whims. And so I think so many women, myself included, can relate to your story of just hitting this roadblock in your life and understanding that maybe it seemed like it was the worst situation ever but that was god telling you that there was more out there for you yeah i had to trust in that and you know what claire it's just so crazy because 
who you're around when you're in that season is so important. Right. When you walk away from that magazine, you probably had people that said, oh my gosh, that's a big magazine. Why would you leave them? My like, parents. Oh yeah, what are you thinking? <laughs> you can move yeah. up in that place. You know, they're going to pay you this amount of money. And that's the same thing I went through in the second season of my life when I decided to walk away from almost a seven-figure yearly income from a company where I was hustling and bustling for them. And today I'm sitting here building my own product line and I'm going right back to where I started and it's my mind is different but I had to go through understanding that there are politics in business and anytime someone else can turn off your account or cancel your chat or determine when you eat next week you are not in control they can shut down stop their business and we have to start educating our people and we have to pay attention to the people who are actually supporting us mm -hmm. when we speak truth mm -hmm. and we are honest because we want our community to win and those you know who aren't and we have to nurture we have to teach and we have to educate and we have to really rally together to help our people get to a space where we're going back to the black wall street where we did own banks and we did own companies and we did shop at each other's grocery stores because some people don't really understand that this exists and we have to start seeing the importance of filtering our money through other african-american owned businesses and really supporting one another and understand our buying power because other people have begun to see and know our buying power much sooner than we have and they've continued to leverage us for so many years because we did not truly understand and know our influence and our buying power and we were so quick to allow people to leverage us and use us and monetize us and to give us pennies and we're so proud to stand behind their brand because their brand is big and it has the longevity not understanding and realizing and knowing and being confident that we have the power to create the same legacy amen amen and also shout out to urban soul apparel they're a black owned brand yeah, this melanin shirt. Yeah, stand that up. Let me see that shirt, Claire. Let me see it. Oh, yes, it's cute. <laughs> melanin. <laughs> well, okay, so we're running a little over time. You have dropped so many gems. We'll have to reprise this at another time. We are going to share this conversation on your podcast and on my podcast as well. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a podcast newbie, but for those who, for example, when I first started Fashion Bomb, I wasn't making any money. It took me probably four years before I was able to live full time just from blogging. So for the people who are right now in the trenches, maybe they just lost their job. Maybe they're kind of in a space now where they're not seeing the income come in. What words of advice would you give them right now? Something that they can do right now mentally and also tactically to kind of get through it. The first thing I would say is to be willing to do it alone if that is what the mission requires. 90% of people that have a dream and a vision don't follow through with it because someone else is not willing to support them on that journey. And the biggest thing that I want to say is if you are watching this right now and you have a dream and you have a vision and you are feeling discouraged, don't allow someone else's no or someone else not supporting you or someone else not believing in that vision to stop you from taking the next step to making your dream come true. The mm -hmm. second thing is that 
I would suggest that everyone on here find someone that they can serve and support and learn. If there's one thing that I wish I could have done 10 years ago, it would have been to work under a successful woman that looked like me, that could teach me. And when I say work under her, I mean work under her with the intention to serve, poor, invest, and really help her build something that can make a difference. Right? Often we are looking for mentors, but we're only looking for mentors to take. Meaning, what can this yes. person do for me? Let me mm -hmm. go and work for this person so I can learn what they're doing and I can duplicate it for me. Let me go align myself with this person so I can see who their vendor is and it can work for me. But what I'm saying is to genuinely go and serve and get the wisdom and pour and make a difference into a, a business of a woman who looks like you that's going to make a difference for a greater cult. okay? That's the second thing. And the third thing that I would suggest every person on here, every person on here, I'm going to get four. This is going to be my third one. The third <laughs> one is going to be to make sure that you invest in yourself, mm. right? Invest in yourself. Don't spend your time begging people on in the inbox to go look at your page, to go critique your Instagram, to do something for you for free. Invest in yourself. Instead of buying that Louis Vuitton bag, go buy the course from the person that you admire and get the mentorship that you want from them. Instead of going to the mall or going out of town on a vacation, get the education and get the wisdom. Go to events. Pay to get in the room. If there's something I wish I would have done years ago, I would have paid to get in the room with people who were where I wanted to be and who are making the money that I wanted yeah. to make, okay? And a lot of people, I'm going to just cut, cut in really quickly. A lot of, I've seen some threads on Twitter where people are saying, kind of bashing these networking brunches. And, you know, I can't determine the efficacy of all of them. But I would say that the benefit for a lot of them in our events, our Combos with Claire events included, is to be in the room. For I know sure. that everybody who comes to my events, I take time, I talk to you, I will sit down and give you a 30-minute mentorship, you know, because I strongly believe that if you invest in me, then I will invest time in you. And sometimes it really is that it's a, it's a give and a take. You can't always be like, give me, give me, give me, give me. For anything in life, you have to give and you have to receive. So I think, thank you for making that. that yeah, point. for sure. So get to the combos with Claire. Get to those events and get the wisdom and the knowledge. And then last but not least is protect your energy while you're on this journey. You have to be willing to do the pruning in the pruning season pruning is a very difficult thing to do and it's required for you to grow so as you are embarking on this journey you're going to have to analyze some of the people you call friend some of the people you call business part some of the people you call family and you're going to have to make some changes and you will have to leave some people behind and i just want to tell you that it's okay you can come back and grab them mm -hmm. be careful you know i read this in napoleon hill napoleon hill has a book i think it's uh, i think can grow rich one and of he, my favorite books yeah he talks about why it is so important for you to immediately disassociate yourself with anybody who's not on the same page if you're around anyone and you're saying well this is what i want to do and you're talking about ownership and they don't see the vision you have to detach right because one doubt gotta cut them back because mentally they're not there they haven't evolved yet and their doubt and their willingness to go in a different direction he says in the book that one person who 
doubts that vision, one person who doubts that dream could can literally take down your entire empire by having one person around you who doubts or questions the ability, your ability to become successful and build that dream. Right. Because we doubt ourselves enough. There are so many times, even with all that I've accomplished, and I'm sure all that you've accomplished, that where we're just like, am I really, you know? That's right. Sometimes you have these moments where you doubt yourself, but you do have to have people around you who can continue to push you forward and lift you up, maybe when you don't believe in yourself. But if you have people around you who doubt you and they feed that negative, those negative thoughts, they will bring you down. For so sure, for sure. thank and you for that. There's one thing that else that I want to say before we wrap up, Claire. And yeah. I just want to say thank Thank you. Over the years, whether you know it or not, I want to make sure I tell you this. You've inspired me so much, even before I even got to know you and meet you. I always look up to your brand and what you build and your fashion. And I've always admired your tenacity to just continue to push. So I just want to tell you, I'm thank you for paving the way and for just showing other African-American women that we can break into the fashion industry and we can be a person that they need to have it events and, and you are definitely a legend and I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The feeling is beyond mutual. I heard some of your story because I've watched some of your keynotes online because your inspiration when it comes to speaking like you are thank a you. beast. <laughs> and so but I'm really grateful for you joining us today and sharing more of your story because it inspires me and you're an inspiration as well. So thank you for joining me. I know this was super <laughs> last minute, but we made it work. For those who want to follow you, where can they find you? And then we'll wrap it up. All right. So that you guys can follow me on Instagram at Ronnie Brown, R-O-N-N-E brown there is no i in my name and you can also follow my company at girl ceo inc on instagram as well same website okay and when outside opens up again we'll have to do another event and yeah <laughs> all right so all right. thank you Mwah, thank you have a good one bye everyone Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.